You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 155. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! What's Crack Pack Like in Podcast World? Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 155. Crack. Crack Pack Like Man. Crack Pack Like With Cece back at the helm. I back know. in the oh, man, I feel so good. Welcome I you guys. Back, Cece. I know. I, don't, I think you've listened to the episode. I loved so you... last week's episode, listening to it, <laughs> hearing y'all channel your inner Cece. Oh, it was awesome. That's some Tony references, some AccuPlus references. <laughs> Oh, it was great. It was awesome. I know. Even got the would you rather. The CC moments were my favorite part <laughs> yeah, of the whole podcast. Rather. I forgot I about that I listened to it this morning while I was exercising. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was awesome. And I was cracking myself up. So it was good. Also, I want to say it's good to just be back in the flesh. You know, it should be a Zoom last time. So it's good to be back. Yep, sure. It is. It's always great to have everybody together. Be able to look CC in the eye. It's a wonderful thing. Wonderful thing. And I feel like CC's going to have some awesome questions for today's cast. You know, I know. always brainstorming, <laughs> random brainstorming out of nowhere. Who knows? No doubt. So we are looking forward to that. And we're coming to you all with a topic on, uh, we're going to call it the art of being still, you know, being still in life, uh, sometimes taking a break a little bit, uh, get a little silence, talking to God, maybe trying to listen to God. I don't know, getting out in nature, a lot of topics. Uh, again, Craig, I think's really gunning and ready for this situation. So I'm excited for it. But before we do hop into... To the topic, we're going to move over to the Would You Rather, and I'm going to take it this time, going around here, trying to trying to switch it up. It's pretty simple, and it is, would you rather white or chocolate milk? So regular milk or chocolate milk? Yeah, you know, you go to the, uh, to the cafeteria. I, I know you could do like strawberry. You could throw that uh, there, into this there thing. There are some extra options. On yeah, there. there are extra. We're going to limit it to the like the two basics. Like if you were at the Queen of Heaven cafeteria, I don't even know, John. You've probably been in there for lunch. They still giving you those two options? I don't know. I haven't eaten eaten there. Man, you haven't gone to lunch I've been with Tiny? To lunch. I've been to lunch with my nephews, but I haven't been with Tiny yet. I don't think they're allowing people in mm. there. I heard they were. Okay. Well, I haven't been. I've been Tiny, with, he's coming, man. I've been with some of the nieces and nephews of their David's kids. Um I don't know. I haven't been through the line. They were already sitting down whenever I got there, so I haven't looked through the line and see. But I'm going to go ahead and, and take it first. Are we talking 2% whole milk? Are we talking um, CNC forms or this whatever is good. It This is, is good. The to, high this is good. This is, these are all very fair questions. <laughs> um, I, I was really envisioning this. Is it this almond like, milk? Yeah. Or is it cow's milk? <laughs> I was really envisioning this. Soy? Like, you were going through the cafeteria <laughs> line, and you were picking, you were picking the two like when you were a kid. I understand because yes, my initial thought personally was I would take neither. But for the sake of the let's milk just monster, let's come just, on, let's man. just pretend that you're you know eight and you're rolling through the line at the calf, and you're 
thing is, I don't know what they served you. I don't have to pretend I'm eight, buddy. I know right <laughs> off a of hand, I'm going to go in and get that chocolate milk. I love chocolate milk. I've loved it my whole life. Um, I do like regular milk, too, but, you know, I guess the cafeteria a few times that I have eaten cafeteria food um, growing up, I would go for the chocolate milk every time, man. Just delicious. I love it. How about you, CC? Well, in the context of a cafeteria <laughs> yeah. and having yeah. to have a, a, you know, a drink to go, chocolate milk would be better. Now, day to day, I would probably go with the regular milk because I like to have a little something to, you know, eat with my milk, it's like a cookie oh, and yeah. milk or brownie mm-hmm. and milk. And so, what kind of milk are you taking on the regular day? Probably like a two percent. Okay, okay. Probably two percent. I used to do skim, and then two percent is a good solid milk. Um, but yeah, you know, if you're gonna have cafeteria food, take that strong. <laughs> you know, did y'all have the bag? You shook the bag yeah. up and we had you, the bags. you popped the hole in that little bag, and then you, you know, your friend, you know, sometimes you could blow a lot of air in it, let go of it, and it would just like shoot everywhere. <laughs> Turn it into a toy. We never did that, but we had the bags. Okay. It wasn't carton style. I don't even know what it I is. I think now. we kind of went back and forth on those. Um, I forgot about it till you just mentioned it. I'm like, wait a second, I think we had that too. That's that must have been where he got the idea for the uh, Craigerita package. That's you know? right. You still got to work on that. <laughs> How about you, hot dog? This is pretty easy if I'm going in this genre. I don't like chocolate milk, so you know regular milk. Oh. But I will say, I was at one time called the milk monster when I was in college. Mm-hmm. The milk Dude, monster. I could drink some milk, man. <laughs> Actually, all the way up until like six years ago, I could drink some milk. Um, still over- like it. He overloaded. He did. <laughs> he I did. I didn't tell me dial that thing down. I think I was getting acid reflux from milk. Um, do you, did you know me then when that was happening? I remember you telling me about it. Uh, I don't think I knew you then, but didn't you develop a, an allergy to it? Or I don't so know. If it's, or it you, was just like I would go to swallow the milk, and it was, I mean, I could literally swallow it, but my, I guess it would like tighten up in there or something. Never had this sensation. I was like, man, I'm going to have to dial down that milk. Maybe you got I, allergic to it. Yeah. Could have been the case. Like I was was take, that your days you're trying to pound the, put the pounds on? That's right. When I was really trying to, to get some calories going, and man, you can get some whole milk, throw it in a you know red Solo cup, those are like 18 ounces, 16 ounces of whole milk is going to get you 300 calories. So it was like a piece of cake. So I would take one of those in the morning and one of those in the afternoon. And, uh, yeah, then I developed that and I was like, no go. But I do love me some good old, personally, whole milk uh, is, is what I like. But since I've delved back into the health genre here, um, I pretty much stayed away from whole milk. But if I was in the cafeteria line, I would take the regular milk, no doubt, 10 out of 10 <laughs> Well, talking about milk, I go to the um, farmer's market every week and get milk there. Mm-hmm. Hillcrest Farms oh, wow. is the whole milk where it's the low pasteurization where it still separates and you get the cream that goes to the top. It's really? definitely higher fat content than anything else you're going to buy it <laughs> at uh, you know the store. So next time y'all are over, so you, you see it separated. Huh? It awesome. separates. You have to shake it. So wow. that's that's I've heard of the that kind before. of milk that we had growing up. Um, so it is delicious, but it's kind of like the difference between. Gelato and ice cream. I was just like, thinking it's gelato fix. He's like right there. there on the edge. Woo! It's good. <laughs> That's all we have in the house now. That's cool. Should turn this podcast into milk topic. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's delve our way into, you know, being still in life. I think you could also align that to being patient, which we have done a topic on that before. But uh, I think we're going to to look into the art of stillness in general. Um, it's something that I personally, I'm a mover and a shaker. Uh, like to move around a lot and um, have found in my later years, it's good to be still, be silent. Uh, in the mornings, I'm now, shout out to Cannon and our buddy Doug. Um, Douglas. Yeah, you know, Douglas, one day we're going to get him on the cast, and uh, they've put this thing on me, you know, of like, get up in the morning when the sun's coming up. First thing you need to do is get outside and get you some natural sunlight, and you can get your 
rhythm, circadian rhythm or whatever in balance. And man, I'm not going to lie to you. I started doing this and I go out there in the morning pretty much right when I get up, sometimes before light. Um, and I wait when it gets late and I stand out there, just literally stand there some 15 to 20 minutes. And I try, I've noticed at first I'm super movement. That's where I'm going to still like moving around, kind of pacing back and forth, stretching. And then I'll just kind of sit there and be still and listen, let the sun come up. Short aside, it's been awesome for my sleeping, waking up before alarms are going off, going to sleep really well. Could just be happenstance too. Um, but now I have like four or five weeks of data in this and it's working, but man, I have noticed it's something about being still with the morning coming up out there that I really, it's kind of been a practice for me cause I'm again, not great at being still, but have enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, you want to talk about doing this and stillness in life and other things like that. And I wrote down, um, I guess I'm going to have to put my kids up for adoption or something because you know, <laughs> at my house, there's not a whole lot of stillness that goes on. But, you know, the one... The early morning job. <laughs> well, that is what I do. That is what I do first thing in the morning. Uh, I'm getting up earlier and earlier, so now I get up uh, before 6, um, usually about 5.30. Today was 5.32. Nice. Got up before my alarm went off. Uh, I got up, I had a cup of coffee, um, and then I ran down to the Life Center, exercised. So I'm still doing that several days a week. Um, and if it ever gets cold again, I'll, I'll do some, a little morning time sitting in front of the fireplace and, and just watch the, the dancing of the flames and those different things that happen that go on. Um, just mesmerizing, looking at those different colors and patterns that are, are made with the, the movement of the flames. It's just a mesmerizing thing that helps calm my, uh, just the overall spirit. I think. How about you, CC? Yeah, I'm with both you guys. Um, you know, life's so busy with family and kids or with work and running around. And, you know, sometimes you get so caught up in the business of your life, your mind can't just be at peace and you can't solve those problems in life. You know, there's so many things that a lot of think that I, you know, can't really accomplish unless I'm just quiet. I, I, I don't always get up before the crack of dawn. When I do, sometimes it's because I'm running, like Steve going to exercise. Um, but I do like to sit in my backyard and stare. Heck yeah, man! Heck what yeah. an oasis! Yeah, you know, got a little, got a little view of the water there, so I just kind of watch and listen to God through the birds and the wind, and um, <laughs> you know, just kind of solving life's issues. It's really cool how a lot of times some of the biggest concerns you have in life are solved. And I think it's God's whisper to us. You know, it's funny how when I'm still and quiet, the first thing I do is start thinking about. Me, me, what I'm going to do, my goals, how I'm going to accomplish all these things. And I don't know about you guys, but if you do it long enough, I don't know if it's 15 minutes, there's a switch. And inevitably, it goes to like this conversation with God. And I don't know if it's sort of, you know, sometimes it's faster than others, but like there's never a time where I run and don't listen to music where it doesn't end up with us having this conversation, whether it's prayer or talking. And it's the two of us, and I'm getting all these ideas about spiritual things and how I can do, uh, you know, I guess, do more things in my life that might bring people to him. It's so odd. I was like, I wonder if that's just, why does it always end up that way? Is that his way of trying to tell me, hey, be quiet enough and you can hear me speak? Um, but I have something I noticed recently. It's kind of it's kind of wild. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. And I, and I can relate on that again back in the mornings. Um, something, too, that I wish I could be better throughout my day being still instead of coming out on two wheels like we are right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But I think the same thing, like sometimes I normally get out there in the morning and I have my like normal prayers. I like to say a few, um, you know, memorize prayers and then I have my prayer list and then I'll kind of like just start looking around, doing some Craig, like looking at the leaves and I don't know, hearing the birds. And then I will stumble back into like just talking to God, you know, in my head about what's going on or looking for some advice, some wisdom, you know. And then I'm now trying to be like, okay, let's try to listen. 
And I'm not going to lie, it's a little hard. I'm like, I'll sit there, and I'm like waiting for something to come back. And I think that is something, though, that over time, and the more, like, I guess Craig's kind of alluding to, you get there, you'll start to, everything kind of slows, and you can at least listen through, you know, the Holy Spirit, God speaking to you. So I can relate on that for sure, man. Yeah, and I think most of us are so um, hyped up and so antsy and so waiting for the next thing that, you know, as soon as we slow down enough to say, okay, are we opening, or we opened up enough to, to listen, then we're, we're waiting for the answer immediately. So uh, I think that's probably a little extra that is put on top there for us to uh, earn a little bit more patience um, to wait for those answers. And, you know, I think most times that it's not uh, heard as a burning bush or a voice in the night or in a cloud or whatever, like you hear biblically, but it's through the examples of what y'all were talking about, just a feeling or an idea of uh, a new way to, to pray um, or a new way to have a new interaction with may, somebody that may not be uh, uh, having a faithful life, a faithful experience. So I think that's um, an interesting aspect that I think that's how it works more times than not. During the day, I know sometimes we'll start our days or end our days with a routine, but do you ever find during the day you need to take moments to just be still? I don't know, little pauses? Yeah, you know, sometimes whenever it's really hectic, like at work, and I'm, I'm really busy, you know, trying to see the next patient, I get behind, I'll try to catch up, and then it'll feel like whenever I get finished for lunch, I'll run out. I'm like, man, I, I, I was just seeing one patient, getting the notes in, seeing one patient, getting the notes in, and there was no breather, no no time to just relax and think about, you know, different clinical decisions that maybe I need to make or different things that I need to do with my family later that evening. So I'll do that sometimes during my lunch break if I don't have something else going on where I'll go home and just, you know, sit in the backyard like I talked about and watch my little girls, the chickens run around. And, um, you know, that's another thing that's very mesmerizing for me it's just a very relaxing thing just to see them walk around and graze the way that they do and um i know that's one of the things that i like to do to take a little break and kind of reset and relax and have a little stillness of mind stillness of um you know my behavior so matt if you compared stillness to meditation how they're different i mean i know you do both probably. i was literally just you thinking about that you know, I, I think it's a form of meditating is a form of being still, but you also, in my opinion, again, I'm not some great meditator. We're talking like the ten, guru. We're talking like no guru meditation. We're talking like 19995. We're talking like ten minutes. You know, but a lot of times every morning, I will say I do feel like a little off when I don't do it. Uh, but they're guided meditations, and you know, on my watch, which I'm not saying it's the most accurate thing. Like it'll track like your heart rate and stuff. And man, I can really tell when like my mind because you also have like your mind being still and then you have physically being still and so sometimes i'll meditate and i'm physically still i'm breathing doing you know whatever they're saying to do or listening or thinking or whatever and then but i'm physically still but man my heart rate's like whatever in the 80s or something and this is like in the morning time so it really shouldn't be that high and then or at least for me at least and then Sometimes when I'm like, or like the dogs, like not won't be quiet. And I'm like, come on, Reese, I need the quiet here. Uh, <laughs> you can do it. You know, like, like, you know, like quit trying to go to the door and bark. Uh, but then there's times where I'm like really zoned in. And like my mind is also still to where I may as well not even be on wherever I'm at my couch chair. I'm translating somewhere else. And dude, I'm like in the freaking 50s, 60s. 
And it's pretty amazing because, again, I think there's a, a thing to that, CC, you being mentally still, your mind being able to be still, and also being physically still. And I think some of the benefits of lowering your blood pressure, you would talk about cortisol and stress hormones and uh, the aging process. You know, I think there's a lot of research out there on how those things can, can lead to disease. And so there's a lot of stuff out there that talks about how being still, meditating, these sorts of quiet practices can not only be good for your mind, but your body as well. Yeah, you know, uh, reading is another thing that works well for me to kind of just calm myself down, particularly in the evenings. Um, I like to read, most of the stuff that I read uh, is fiction uh, now, kind of spy novel-y kind of stuff, but it really doesn't make a big difference for me as long as it's written in a way that's entertaining. Uh, that's something that I just kind of, you know, almost go into a trance, just kind of reading it through there, and, and that's one thing that helps you know, calm me down physically to relax and also calm, calm down my mind and just not really focus on a whole lot of anything mm-hmm. else. CC, what about you? I did think that was a good question. Um, and so far as what in your day, you're a busy guy too. I mean, we're all very busy, but I think especially on like Mondays and Wednesdays, you're pretty mm-hmm. jam up in there and you've told me like you'll take a break and when you're eating, etc. What about you? Do you try to slow it down on those busy days intentionally or is it something you're like, well, I got to just get through this and when I get to the end, then I'm going to get my time out. Yeah, because those days are going to be busy. So I kind of try to have, you know, a couple little breaks. You know, first going to work in those days, no music, no nothing. It's just prayer. It's just quiet. I'm thanking God for a great night's sleep, asking for protection for my patients that day and for me, and just kind of getting in the right mental space. Uh, Start about 6.30, about 10 o'clock after doing 20 shots or so. I take about a 20, 30-minute break. I come over here, back to the office, take my shoes off, get something to drink, put my feet up and um, just kind of be quiet. Sometimes it's prayer. Sometimes it's, you know, playing on my phone, which isn't necessarily the most uh, beneficial thing to do. Sometimes answering emails, but it's a quiet time. Helps me reset, get my mind right for the next round. And then after that, I come back and have lunch and do it again. And so I try to take those breaks. I've appreciated what they do for me, both physically and mentally, taking that little break. Because when you start you know, not allowing yourself to have a little downtime. You think about kids when they're in kindergarten, they take naps. We don't take naps anymore, but I think our minds and bodies still need a little mini nap or a little break or something to just pause, you know? So that's kind of my routine on those real busy days. Um, I wish I was a little more organized, you know, had a little more of a routine uh, as it relates to, say, journaling or consistent meditation. Shout out to the journalers. Yeah, I think that's huge. (laughs) And I've done, like, you know, one-off journals, right? Like, this is my goals and this is the things I want to do, but as far as follow-up and whatnot not as much but i think that'd be a good practice um another little question i throw at y'all um you know if you're going to encourage someone who is just starting out on a program you know to be still or meditate you know any advice um that you would give them on you know if they're having difficulty getting started you know maybe sharing some of the challenges you've had let's say somebody you see they're struggling how would you sort of introduce that that concept and what advice would you give them well i think um a spiritual Spiritual component is a big portion of uh, some of those things that help you physically, mentally, spiritually be still. So for me, an easy one that I do every day is listen to Christian music while I ride around the times that I'm in the car. And I get to share that with the kids. So for me, that is something that's, you know, kind of like the reading, like I talked about. I just get to listen to the music. I enjoy the music. I sing along with the music. I also get to share that experience with the kids, uh, too. Uh, and they seem to enjoy it also. So that's one thing that uh, if you don't know how to start, you don't know what to do, that's, an easy, that's a no-brainer. You can just listen to music. Anyone can do that. Um, so that would be a tip that I would say start off with some, some type of music that's like that. That's a great that. one. 
I think the foundation really comes down to your habits. You know, you got to create good habits. Maybe talk to somebody uh, who is doing some of these things. Yeah, use a tip like the music or I think journaling is. We kind of just laughed at that. A good, another good exercise um, too to, you know, to do in silent time, et cetera, reflect. But any of these good good ideas, I, I really am a believer in the morning thing and was not for a long time. Yeah, you were um, a morning guy. Not not a huge, not, not like a, a, a I kind of was a little of both, not up uber late but not up uber early and now we've kind of shifted to get up pretty early but i honestly think habits are key you know if you find some things start with one thing Craig talk about this i'll still never forget podcasts like two or three you know you got to go one step at a time up the rung and i think creating a good habit's good and i also think you know john i, I tried to be this for you for a while oh, a good no. old accountability partner <laughs> um, whenever, whenever john was really in it to win it with uh you know, the miracle morning happenings and his life was really turned around there for a while and then he just jumped ship. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, some of us are still here proud and hey, true. I said no immediately to the accountability partner. <laughs> you said no, but you still had one. That's and what that's what a true accountability from, partner is. Text from hot dog at 530. Are you up? Time to get up. Let's go. <laughs> but I think, honestly, getting an accountability partner, some people that works well mm-hmm. for him, I like to, to hold myself accountable. But people like John out there, you know, sometimes <laughs> they, they, are a, they are a needed thing. What do you think, uh, Cece? No, I agree. There's all these little tools, like Steve mentioned music. There's apps out there that help you meditate or help you have quiet time. Definitely habits. I mean, I think a lot of times we wake to have the right feeling or the right time to start something. And I think nine times out of ten, at least for me, when I start something new, you just got to push through even when it doesn't feel right. So maybe really well said. You know, it's like how long does it take for something to become a, a habit? Is it three weeks or so many days? There's a number. I don't. Well, know. we talked about it. We so talked so about it. There's a that. little discrepancy. Twenty-one days was the original was um, thing that was thrown out there, but they think it's probably a little bit longer than that. So we'll so just say twenty-one days. Twenty-one days. So if you set your alarm, and if it's not six a.m., maybe it's at noon or three o'clock. Divine mercy, whatever your time is, set the alarm and just do it, whether it's right or wrong. And I think just having that pattern might initiate a, a habit of being still and quiet and taking advantage of that moment that you've given yourself. All right, guys. Oh, man, Craig really brought some in-depth, deep questions there at the end. I really <laughs> oh, liked them, man. man. Came out prepared. <laughs> Came out prepared. <laughs> Thank God he's back. And, you know, we are going to wheel our way before we shut hey, this hey. thing down. Hey, guys. Uh, <laughs> into... What made you hit the gas? What made you pump the brakes? And I, I believe we know where Craig's going with this. He's going to take it this week, and I really think it fits well with probably the topic we got going here. Mm-hmm. So, Greg, why don't you take it, man? All right, guys. We hit the brakes this weekend. <laughs> um, so my wife and two of my daughters uh, and I went on an, uh, a teen acts retreat. So this is a spiritually guided retreat for young youth, a co-ed retreat where we help them sort of be quiet and still and listen to the Word of God and, and hopefully get a deeper relationship with them. And it was really a special weekend just to see these uh, kids have a conversion of heart, you know, all the baggage they're bringing from their childhood, a lot of the things that we as adults don't get to address until we're adults, if we're lucky enough to have a a partner or a retreat experience. But these are kids who are just beginning their life, really, as far as their adult life. And so they're having this great experience to um, surround themselves with other um, uh, Christ-filled uh, teens and they, they kind of form a new community and they learn about service and, you know, adoration and theology. So it's really, it was an awesome weekend. It's really good for me and my family. We got closer being able to participate in it. It was just a beautiful thing. Um, you know, and it's, we did, we were given the opportunity to participate in adoration, you know, so for another good one, those of us that any of our listeners that aren't Catholic adoration is where you're just quiet, you know, you're quiet, uh, in the presence, uh, the true presence of Christ um, in the church, you sit before the the monstrance and you you just you just listen. 
and you pray. And it's just amazing what God says to you in that quiet time of silent prayer. So that was a beautiful experience. And uh, yeah, man, hit the brakes and just had a good uh, mental, spiritual break. Albeit, it is a retreat with a bunch of teenagers that don't go to bed early. <laughs> <laughs> so needless to say, three, four-hour nights, sleeps. Uh, so by the end of the weekend, you're kind of pooped. But you're running on God's gas. Well so worth it. It's well worth it. It was fun. Awesome, man. That sounds like a great time. <laughs> it was good. All right, guys. We appreciate everybody tuning in with us this week. If you've got any tips on, uh, you know, being still and, and using uh, different uh, things in your life, uh, we'd love to hear from you on it. And if you do get a chance to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast or share it with your, you know, fellow friend who might know about it, we'd appreciate that as well. And until next time, we'll catch y'all later. Aye. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing, sun is shining, nothing more I need. Yeah. If you feel like this your best life, won't you sing with me?